Hello everybody, welcome to the Daily Sip. My name is Oliver and my mission is to make you excited about organic Japanese green tea and today what we're gonna dive into is the kukicha. But we're gonna do this not only by just tasting these teas, but I want to explain you a little bit about these two kukichas. So what I have in my hand are stem teas. Stem teas, some of you might know, is a mix of stems and leaves. Stem tea is also one of the lowest caffeinated green teas in Japan. So here we talk about the fourth to a fifth of a normal coffee cup. So um, definitely a good choice if you're looking for a tea or if you look for something a little bit energizing in the afternoon to give you not the same amount as a normal cup of green tea or even a coffee. But um, I want to dive into a little bit the, the tea and the origins and these teas are coming from two different regions. These two regions is one is Shizuoka and one is Yakushima. Yakushima is an island actually in the south of Japan. Meanwhile, Shizuoka is a big kind of prefecture, which is around two hours south of Tokyo with the Shinkansen, which is the bullet train in Japan. But let's dive first into Yakushima. Yakushima is an UNESCO protected or under the UNESCO protection and it is one of the most particular and most amazing places in my opinion where I have been in Japan because this uh, region is not only a subtropical island so we're talking here about the region of Kagoshima so when you go to Yakushima you have to travel down to the south of Japan so the south southern part of the main island which is called Kyushu, Kyushu and then you have to go down to Kagoshima and there from Kagoshima you even have to take the, the boat there a speedboat and a slower boat the speedboat is there in two hours the slower boat in around five hours. When we traveled there, we took the longer boat. And what is quite uh, particular about uh, the island of Yakushima is its forest. The forest is actually one of the last ecosystem which exists on the world of the so-called Nansai Evergreen Forest. And this is something which is an endangered uh, form of ecosystem. And it is also one of the richest uh, kind of regions in terms of fauna and flora in uh, Japan and you might even have seen kind of uh, trees which have like big big which are very large very old they're going up to 3000 years the oldest ones on the island so it's quite the mythical place it's there's a lot of fog as well but it is just kind of a, a dream to deconnect. A lot of Japanese people throughout the year go there. Nowadays, tourism accounts for the biggest income of Yakushima in Japan. So they shifted away a little bit from fishing and also from wood production into tourism. And nowadays, a lot of Japanese people enjoy some deconnected moments on the island of Yakushima. Also in terms of green tea farming, it is quite impressive because there on this island you have the highest amount of organic green tea farmers. We talk around 15%. Meanwhile, on the main island we talk about 2%, so seven times higher than, um, than the normal, uh, kind of the normal average amount of organic green tea farmers. So it's quite a common way to plant um, green tea in an organic way and additionally what is also good on Yakushima is that it is an island with a good climate you have mild winters and you have quite hot humid summers so pretty good to grow green tea also 
on the island of Yakushima. And additionally, one last thing about Yakushima is that the island is actually the rainiest place in Japan. There we talk about 4,000 millimeters of, um, of rain. Meanwhile, we talk in Japan on an average of 1,800 to 2,000. So Japan in general is a little bit more humid island, but in Yakushima we talk about more than the double. So this is the Yakushima Kukicha. When we talk about the Shizuoka Kukicha, so when we go to Shizuoka, also already in difference in population, in uh, Yakushima, you, we talk about the astounding number of 13,000 people living on the island. It's quite a big, big island and um, uh, the population is quite small in comparison to the land. But when we go to Shizuoka, we talk about 3.6 million people living in the prefecture of Shizuoka. Clearly, Shizuoka is much bigger and Shizuoka is the region of green tea in Japan. So. It is said that around 50% of the whole tea production in Japan is actually coming from Shizuoka. And you might have seen some beautiful pictures of Mount Fuji, and, uh, which is kind of the cultural icon or one of the cultural icons of Japan. And uh, the Mount Fuji is at least a part of it is in the prefecture of Shizuoka. So when you're traveling through Shizuoka, you often see um, the, uh, the Mount Fuji from distance, there you have different angles where you can see the mountain. These are just beautiful moments while you're driving down um, tea fields or on the side of tea fields in the background. You also see the Mount Fuji. Um, it is said that also uh, in Shizuoka there's quite a big amount of um, natural forest or natural protected forest. Um, we also say natural parks, which are quite widespread in this area. So there we talk around 11% and also uh, in, green, in terms of green tea production, it's a very, very long and very, very broad um, region. And what is also interesting about Shizuoka that you can have a little bit of everything in uh, this prefecture. So we're coming down from the mountains, which is to the border. Um, to the inside, you have uh, very high places, also kind of mountain uh, tea farming in Japan. So I shouldn't do this, but if, if you're Chinese, when you talk about mountain tea farming, you're talking about 2,000, 3,000 meters in Japan. This is much lower. There we talk about 300 to 400 meters above sea level. So uh, in terms of uh, the how um, Shizuoka uh, as a prefecture is uh, kind of set out, you can have all kinds of teas, some which are grown a little bit on high elevation, but some which are also level on the sea level. So you can kind of have a little bit of everything. Here I brought with me today a tea which is coming from a higher elevation. Here we talk about 350 meters above sea level where this tea is from uh, around uh, 45 minutes from the main capital city or uh, Shizuoka city. Good. In terms, uh, when we just compare the weather of Shizuoka to uh, Yakushima, there definitely we have less rain, but it's still quite humid. Um, we talk about 2,300 millimeters of uh, kind of rain every year. And um, also in winter, it can become quite cold, but frost is not too common. In Shizuoka there can be some frosty nights but it's not the typical the typical uh, climate or kind of a lower temperature um, kind of scale of Shizuoka is around 7 to 10 degrees Celsius and there 
um, in summer we also talk about the summer which is hot humid so also good for tea plants to grow nevertheless we know that there are also strong winds in shizuoka so if farmers do especially um, a little bit more wind sensitive cultivars kind of green tea types like for example the samidori there they know they have to protect them and also in terms of temperature it's not made for every tea type to grow in Shizuoka. Meanwhile, Yakushima has quite a broad spectrum of different cultivars and uh, for example the Azotsuyu, which is a typical southerner uh, cultivar, so green tea type, this one here, you, you don't find it too much around Shizuoka as the tea is a little bit more sensitive to the temperature. Good, so but today we're not going to dive too broad into different cultivars and different green tea types. I brought exactly the same green tea type but just once from Shizuoka and once from Yakushima. Good, so when we just have a look at the leaves you can see there's not a big difference. Here the farmers make a small uh, kind of a uh, kind of different um, mix between stems and leaves. You see that the one from Shizuoka which I have here this one has a little bit more leaves this one a little bit more stems but otherwise these two teas are quite similar but now I'm really interested into going into the tasting of these two teas once uh, we have a Yakushima Yabukita and also here Shizuoka Yabukita so same tea type different region good so let's go into the brewing for the brewing I brought two similar kyusu so i just take these two kyusus which i'm using to brew the tea and then we're gonna dive directly into this so we have the same parameters for both teas both teas we talk about just pour a little bit of warmth to the teapots just preheat it a little bit good Good. So, and also the other one. Good. Voila. Then the five grams of both teas. put this aside and we're gonna brew them for around one minute. As I said both are from the Yabukita cultivar. Yabukita cultivar is the most spread in Japan. If you have seen some of my other videos often uh, Yabukita is in the game of being in the tasting because this is just the most spread cultivar tea type which exists. The reason why it is so widespread is that it actually has a very um, good frost uh, kind of uh, resistance so finally we talk about the tea which you can do in every region and it spread mainly from Shizuoka down to the south in the south you have quite a diverse uh, kind of difference different cultivars meanwhile Yabukita in or around the region of Shizuoka accounts for 95 percent of the tea which is made so it solved a quite a big problem especially for the Shizuoka farmers so that's why also when you travel around Shizuoka you might have a little bit less 
of diversity in terms of cultivars, but in between the different Shizuoka, Yabukita style, depending on the, if they're more in the mountain elevation or if they're only more, if they're more in the sea elevation, the taste of the Yabukita can be very, very different. So even if it's the same uh, tea type, it's not the same taste or not directly the same taste. Good, so we have one minute for both of them. Let's have a look. Good. So, in terms of color, what do we see? Slight difference. Here we have a little bit more of a milky texture of the tea. So you can see that this is quite, quite milky. Seems to have a lot, a lot of minerals in it. Green tea from Kokicha or Kokicha green tea often has a good amount of um, amino acids, but it's also high in minerals due to the stems. So this is quite a normal phenomenon, but both of them ha are very, very rich. This one is slightly more golden, slightly less density or kind of a smaller density in terms of, of kind of this milky, um, kind of this milky liquor. Let's see in terms of smell of the leaves. So here we have the uh, Kushima and here the Shizuoka. Let's have a look. Okay, Shizu, Shizu uh, no, Yabukita. <laughs> Yabukita. Both are Yabukitas. Yakushima, we're talking a little bit more about there's a strong hage flavor, there's a slight sweetness to it. A little bit of a Granny Smith note I get there from kind of an apple Granny Smith note. Quite refreshing. Meanwhile, mm, here we have a very late summer grass, deep kind of hage note. Quite interesting. So when we compare these two, here I have a little bit more of kind of a savory taste profile. So let's go to the tasting. Mm. Have a nice creaminess in the beginning. Goes goes a little bit over into a nice hay, kind of a little bit of a of a more uh, a minerally note, and then goes over also into a nice refreshing kind of a citrusy tone. So you have a really three different tones. I get through this tea first, kind of nice sweet nuttiness, then the hage flavor, and then in the end, kind of this kind of fresh sweet kick. But let's go and try this one here. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> much more direct on this minerally hage flavor. There's not so much sweetness in the beginning. There's a little bit more of also a roasted flavor profile. Mm. It's nearly kind of, a, of, a, of the tone of rye. Very strong in mineral flavor profile. It's a little bit of a, also in the end here, I get a little bit this citrusy flavor profile, but it's much on the drier side. It's a little bit drying like the top of the tongue. There's a small tingling also the top of the tongue. Quite interesting. 
So if I should compare these two here, it's like the Yakushima Kukicha is much more playing on the field of the sweetness in the beginning, showing a little bit of the haze flavor profile. And then in the very last tones of it, it changes a little bit in a slightly citrusy note, but very, very, very soft, very sweet, very smooth, more on the nutty side. Well, this one here strongly shows directly a little bit. It's minerally kind of a little bit of a dry flavor profile but then gives with this a much more broader kind of sensation of a little bit of a roasted, nearly a little bit of a rye, ricey flavor profile, so cereally flavor profile. So this one here drifting much more into, uh, on, on, the, on, the, on the play field, I would say, on this mineral kind of, a, kind of um, cereally side, this one here plays very strong, while the Yakushima really shows a, a lot of smoothness, a lot of sweetness, little bit more on this on this richness of kind of a, of, a, of, a, of a smoother more kind of amino acid a little bit nutty rich flavor of the teas meanwhile the shizuoka tea directly plays with the main characteristic of this a little bit drier a little bit more mineral loaded tea and slowly slowly showing also a little bit more kind of a roasted flavor so this is the main difference between these two. I kind of feel that the South is a little bit more creamy, a little bit more um, flavorful in terms of this nuttiness. Meanwhile, if you're going more for the Shizuoka style tea, here we have a little bit more this minerally and a little bit more kind of a, seems to be a little bit richer in this typical kind of tones of this hay and dry taste profile. So both teas, they're quite, quite interesting. We have some people, they adore this one here. We have some of our customers, they adore the other one much more. So it's just what you're a little bit looking for into your stem tea. Finally, it's a very similar tea, but kind of playing in the forefront or kind of each one plays in the forefront, a little bit of different characteristics. So this was the presentation of these two tea here. First going into the regions and then tasting the tea themselves. Maybe you just discover them for yourself. And if you have any questions, please do not hesitate. I'm more than happy to answer them. See you and bye bye.